Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Union Matters, NSGEU's weekly podcast. I'm your host this week, Holly, and I'm joined here today by Gina Boyd, who is an employee relations officer for the union. Welcome, Gina. Thank you very much for having me, Holly. My pleasure. So, Gina, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what exactly an employee relations officer does? What do you do here at the union? Well, an employee relations officer normally helps to service a collective agreement for different assigned locals as well as they're involved in negotiation of collective agreements. They work with uh, locals on labor management committees and generally serve the membership in uh, promoting their union rights. Okay, excellent. So that's your day-to-day work. That's what you do normally. Right. Um, But you are actually also involved in a committee right now. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing uh, through this? It's a working group on domestic violence. Um, the members of NSGU, as well as several other unions, have submitted resolutions to their convention over the last decade, wanting improvements and wanting um, things done with respect to the issue of domestic violence. So the working group that I'm currently working with is through the Federation of Labor who represents all the unions in Nova Scotia. And we're working together to promote and to push for um, legislative rights for people who suffer from domestic violence. Can you tell me a little bit about what exactly domestic violence leave is? Like what, what the concept is? is I know it's, it is in other countries, like other countries like New Zealand and the Philippines have national legislation on this. And here in Canada, we have... Um, Manitoba and Ontario already have five days of paid leave. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of pie- piecemeal throughout the country. But what exactly is the concept of domestic violence leave? So the concept is that there is two different type of leave provisions within a domestic uh, violence leave scenario. So um, the days that you talk about that are paid in other provinces, mm-hmm. here we're trying to get 10 days of intermittent leave. Intermittent means that you can use that leave by way of a couple of hours, half a day, a full day, and those uh, leave provisions we are hoping and we are lobbying to have as paid leave days. There is also a secondary portion to that leave in most of the provinces that have already achieved this type of leave and that ranges from 10 weeks to 15 weeks and so that leave period would allow for people to um, deal with a significant medical harm psychological harm to themselves and to their children relocation whatever um, therapies that may be required and it would be a leave that doesn't have a pay provision but allows for your job to be maintained and held for you until such time as you're ready to come back to work okay so it protects your position it protects your position yes okay so just the basic premise behind domestic violence leave though is that if you are a victim of domestic violence there would be some sort of provision that would allow you to take time to get yourself safely out of an abusive situation? Not necessarily. It may be on the premise that you need to be able to take some time to A, identify if your situation is a situation of intimate partner violence, and B, also to take steps to be able to safely secure 
your home as well as your family or your children. That doesn't always necessarily mean that you're going to leave, Mm -hmm. but it means that you're going to take the step to be able to uh, make sure that you're safe. The other thing I, with respect to principle, I think is really important for people to consider is we often in the union movement talk about occupational health and safety issues and an injury to one being an injury to all. And we need to look at domestic violence cases equally by way of saying an injury to one in a home that's not safe is an injury to all as well. And so therefore we need to have provisions to be able to assist our members in that area. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, Do you have any idea what the statistics are on domestic violence in Nova Scotia? We did a pan survey across Canada through the CLC, which indicated that 10 times more people have identified that they've been victims of domestic violence than what has been reported to police within our within their jurisdiction. Wow. So it's very underreported. Okay. So how did you get involved in the working group? So because I've spent some time in my job as an employee relations officer trying to negotiate language for unpaid and paid leave, as well as for policies, I was invited to attend this group that's inclusive of other unions as well as our, our Federation of Labor President, Danny Kavanaugh. And with that working group, we wrote a labor policy paper on what union's position is on uh, domestic violence and what it requires moving forward for workers. And so the labor movement's overall position has four very distinct important points. And the important points are that number one, we want an intermittent paid leave provision of 10 days. And we've been lobbying government um, to try to get those paid intermittent days. The second part is we have domestic violence legislation that hasn't come into effect yet under our labor standards code, but we want to make changes to the Occupational Health and Safety Act to be able to include violence risk assessment for domestic violence within the workplace equally as we would a violence assessment for any other type of concern there would be in the workplace for violence. Number three, we want changes to the Tenancy Board Act so that uh, if someone is suffering from uh, domestic violence, they can get out of their lease and leave so that, and get their family to safety. Currently, there is some provisions allowing you to be able to leave, but it comes at a financial penalty. So we're trying to get the financial penalty um, removed from that. And fourthly, um, we're looking under that Occupational Health and Safety Act to get provisions that would require the employer to have a policy in the workplace so that, again, we can get those resources to employees upon hire and available to them equal to how if you're hurt at work, uh, everyone in the workplace knows that you have to fill out a WCB form if you're covered by WCB and it's made available to you. Um, We want the resources to be that instant and that quick to be able to get to our members. Okay, that sounds pretty reasonable. So it's my understanding that the legislation was actually introduced in the spring, is that right? That's correct, Okay, and so it hasn't been 
passed yet. It hasn't received royal assent yet. Okay. Which means that we have the opportunity to be able to change government's mind on the 10 intermittent days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Currently in the legislation, they're calling for them to be unpaid. And our concern as a union movement is an employee who's in a domestic violence situation, if they go home without their paycheck or without a portion of their paycheck, it's going to escalate the violence. Mm. Whereas if we have a paid provision in place, it allows for the employee to be able to properly prepare and do the things she needs to do to make her situation safe. That makes total sense. So it sounds like the position of the working group is really that while the legislation is a step in the right direction, it doesn't quite go far enough. That's correct. This is predominantly a -hmm. a women's issue. There are some men that are affected, but the largest portion, 91%, are women. As a woman, I'm quite taken back by the government's decision not to pay this, pay this intermittent leave, especially when there is paid days in other provinces. I don't believe that the workers of Nova Scotia or the women of Nova Scotia should be considered any less important or their safety needs should be any less significant than a woman from another province in the, in Canada. Here, here. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's a little bit disappointing, I suppose, then that our proposed legislation doesn't quite stack up to domestic violence leave provisions in the rest of the country, then. That's correct, yes. Okay. How can people show their support for uh, making these uh, intermittent days paid? What can they do to show their support? So on um, the website for the Federation of Labor, uh, their website address is www.nslabor.ca. You click on the campaign button and choose domestic violence. It allows, there is a petition letter there that will go to your MLA or to someone in government. And there's also some free space that's available for people to type in their own experience, their own thoughts on the matter. And we're asking for folks, uh, especially within the labor movement, to go onto that website and click that letter and get those letters sent off. Um, The more pressure that we as a union put on government right now, the better chances we are to be successful in getting those intermittent days paid. Okay, excellent. Um, And just from a personal standpoint, what have you learned, I guess, from being in this working group and hearing from people who maybe have lived experience with um, domestic violence and, and trying to navigate that situation in the workplace? My biggest surprise has to be the employer's. The employers, there would be a consideration out there. People would think, oh, employers don't want to do something, but indeed they do. They do want to do something. They just don't know how. And so there is a significant need for good policy, regardless of whether there's paid leave or unpaid leave, of unions working with employers, making good policy, making resource available. It is a betterment for everyone. And I really feel that the employers want a solution to this issue, and they don't want to be put in a position where they're unclear what to do and, and how to deal with it. And I think that's been the biggest surprise of all. Um, a pleasant surprise. And hopefully, like I say, after 10 to 15 years of constant resolutions to a number of unions um, around wanting advancements in this area, 
wanting opportunity and availability to care for our members and make sure that they they are safe at home and safe at work. Hopefully, um, this year we've really made some good progress and we're on the way to bringing it out of the darkness and into the light for sure. Okay. Thanks a lot, Gina. It sounds like you guys have done a lot of really important work. Okay, so just to remind people, uh, if they would like to show their support for making sure that Nova Scotia's legislation includes paid leave for victims of domestic violence, you can visit www.nslabor.ca and click the Domestic Violence tab under Campaigns. Gina, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us here today. We'll let you get back to your day. To our listeners, thanks so much for tuning in to our Union Matters podcast. We hope you liked it. Please don't forget to subscribe. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at NSGEU. Have a good one. Thank you.